0: As we gather together, may we remember when we share with one another what is most important to us, that is where listening begins. When we show that we hear another, when we say that the life of another matters, that is where compassion begins. When we open a door to greet another, that is where hospitality begins. When we venture out to offer shelter to another, that is where love begins. When we risk our comfort to ease another's suffering, when we stand against hatred, violence and injustice, that is where courage begins when we experience the full presence of each other because of our shared humanity, because of our differences. That is where holy gratitude begins. So may this space be made sacred by our presence here today. So good morning everybody and welcome, welcome to Essex Church and to this community of Kensington Unitarians on this hottest day of the summer. There is a water dispenser and glasses at the back of the room and do please move your chairs if you're new to this building you'll not be aware of the frightening circle of great heat that moves around the room. Just move your chairs at any point to make yourselves comfortable if you find the sun beaming down upon you a little bit too generously. Let's just take a moment, let's take a breath, let's acknowledge that we have arrived. This chalice flame is lit, it's connecting us to progressive religious communities around the world. And we've lit it today in honor of Joe Cox, MP, who died a year ago on friday many events are happening this weekend under the banner chosen by joe's family to honor her memory the great get together street parties picnics dances and much more all reminding us of the value of community, something that joe cox felt most strongly and here in west london and beyond of course we are all remembering the community of grenfell tower people who have lost their lives their loved ones, their homes, their community in that fire just down the road. So I'm going to ask you to stand as you wish or remain seated and hold a minute's silence in recognition of their great loss. And may we who live on work now tirelessly towards a world of greater justice, greater integrity and better standards of living for all people. And may this be so. Um, This short little extract of a story really only works if you have some visual aids and I did not have the time to go through my toy box. Or even to ask Tyler and Dee and any other children that might be here today to look for a suitable toy. But I don't know if you have the kind of toy I require for this story in your memory. The kind of toy that was so loved and that you held on to so tight that they got quite battered and bits fell off. You may know the story that that I'm going to read from, The Velveteen Rabbit by Marjorie Williams. If you don't know it, it's worth looking out for in a second-hand bookshop. Um, And the characters that we're going to meet today are the rabbit, who's um, seeking... hmm? A threadbare could well be the word. but but looking pretty smart in comparison with the skin horse who is covered with, with skin and it's all wearing off and very tatty indeed. So it was that the rabbit asked one day, well, what is real? They were lying side by side, the rabbit and the skin horse, near the nursery fender before Nana came to tidy the room. Does it mean having things that buzz inside you, and a stick-out handle. Hmm, real isn't how you are made, said the skin horse, it's a thing that happens to you. When someone loves you for a long, long time, not just to play with, but really loves you, then you become real. Does it hurt? asked the rabbit. Hmm, sometimes, said the skin horse, for he was always truthful. But when you're real, you don't mind being hurt. Well, does it happen all at once, like being wound up? He asked. Or does it happen bit by bit? No, it doesn't happen all at once, said the skin horse. You become. It actually takes a long time. That's why it doesn't happen often to people who break easily or have sharp edges or have to be carefully kept. Generally, by the time you're real, most of your hair has been loved off and your eyes drop out and you get loose in your joints and very shabby. But these things, they don't matter at all because once you are real, you can't be ugly except to people who don't understand. So I suppose you're real, said the rabbit to the skin horse. And then he wished he hadn't said it. He thought the skin horse only smiled. "Mm, Someone made me real, he said. That was a great many years ago, but once you are real, you can't become unreal again. It lasts for always. And we're going to move into a time of prayer and reflection now. Let's... um Let's call on the spirit of love, let's call on the God of our hearts and our understanding to be with us now and with all people. May we be comforted by a divine presence within and beyond us, encompassing us and all of existence in the mystery, the mystery that is life. Let us pray for the people who lived in the Grenfell Tower just down the road from here, whose lives are forever altered by this terrible incident. May those who live on receive all the support they need to rebuild their lives. May those who died rest in peace. May those who are injured recover. Let's pray for all the emergency services who risk their lives to save others, who witness terrible scenes, who start the ghastly work of clearing up after disasters. May they be valued for all they do and help to come to terms with all they have witnessed. Let's pray for organisations that now have so much work to do to uncover the truth, to make amends, to ensure that such fires cannot happen again. May the anger and the distress that people are now expressing be the driving force for change, for valuing all lives for improving the conditions in which all people live. Our country has had a number of disturbing incidents to deal with in recent weeks. Let's remember that such disturbance is a daily occurrence in so many parts of our world. May we find the strength of courage, of love, and of community connections to join us together rather than tear us apart. Let's remember that real love is messy, discomforting, challenging and rarely goes the way we wish it would. In the days ahead, may we find ways to settle ourselves To align ourselves with simple principles that can guide us along paths of love and justice, compassion and courage. And so in a few minutes of silence now, a few moments of silence now, I invite you to send your thoughts and prayers to those you know to be in need. And let each of us in our own way find how to value the precious gift of life we've been given and determine to use our lives well and for the greater good of all, this day and all days. Amen.
1: Sarah asked me to read sonnet one. 116, which is a famous, apparently, a famous affirmation of love. And of course I couldn't refrain but had to look in my clever books to find out what they said about it. And one of the important things, and I think it helps with the understanding, is to know that Shakespeare is fiercely and passionately talking against the Doubts and so Mm-mm, like iffinesses of the young man who's saying, Oh, yes, and oh, yes, that was in the past, but not now, that sort of thing. So, what he says is this Let me not to the marriage of true minds admit impediments. Love is not love which alters when it alteration finds bends with the remover to remove Oh no, it is an ever fixed mark that looks on tempests and is never shaken. It is the star to every wandering bark whose worths are known, although its height be taken. Love's not time's full. Though rosy lips and cheeks when Within his bending sickles Compass come. Love alters not With his brief hours and weeks, But bears it out Even to the edge of doom. If this be error And upon me proved I never writ Nor no man ever loved.
0: We'll now hold a few minutes in silence together now. Because it is so hot and people might be uncomfortable, let's all work on our discomfort in these three minutes. If things are irritating us or we're uncomfortable or people aren't doing what we want them to do or dogs are yearning for the park, don't worry, it's just life irritating us. And the uh, silence and stillness comes to an end with a chime from our bell. I'm, uh, I'm not good at weddings and it's, it's a shame really that Janine Powell isn't here today she's preaching at uh, Hampstead um, because she would confirm the fact that I'm not good at weddings. Janine works as a celebrant and she loves conducting ceremonies and she's seen me floundering not just with the paperwork with all the bits you have to sign on the marriage certificates and you have to get it just right and that immediately makes me nervous and so then I get it wrong. But I'm not very good either at all the wordy bits that the celebrant has to say in the middle either, particularly the preachy bit. Um, As a minister, you're expected to pad out a wedding ceremony with a homily. These are some wise words about relationships, about love and marriage. And I do say what I'm meant to say but my heart isn't always in it because what I want to say is gloomy. And if there's one thing that people prefer to avoid on a wedding day it's gloom. What I want to say is you're getting married in a country where 42% of marriages end in divorce. The average length of a marriage is 11 years which possibly to some of this sounds quite a long time really (laughs) but sadly most of those weddings come to an end between the fourth and the eighth wedding anniversary. What I want to say to couples about to get married is that life, surprise surprise, is very unpredictable that you as individuals and you in your relationship will be tested in ways that we can't possibly imagine. You never know what you're going to be called to deal with in life. And so I want to say that real love is a far cry from wedding flowers and confetti and real love requires courage and determination and a kind of gritty sort of sticking with it quality that doesn't give up when the going gets tough. Our ministry theme here this month is courage and resilience and these are certainly qualities that will help any relationship endure be that a marriage or a friendship or of work colleagues or neighbours or family members or members of a church community even. That word resilience, it actually contains within it quite a malleable quality, doesn't it? It's sometimes described as the ability to come back from adversity but we don't generally come back from adversity and setbacks, the same as when they came knocking on our door. We are no longer quite who we were before. Life changes us, relationships change us, and resilience needs to be malleable. because Nothing can be fixed, or forever. Our world is complex. It's confusing. It contains multiplicities of meaning. This is not, is it, an either-or kind of a world? Some lovely words here from Rachel Naomi Remen, where she says, "What we know well: life, life is as complex as we are. Sometimes our vulnerability is our strength. Sometimes our fear." develops our courage, and our woundedness is the road to our integrity. It's not an either-or kind of a world. I don't know about you, but when tough times arrive, I find myself often brought up right against my idea of how things should be, and how things shouldn't be. Let me tell you now, people shouldn't be nasty. People shouldn't let us down. Feelings shouldn't change, but of course they do. We humans have feelings that can and do change in an instant. And many of us are on a constant roller coaster of emotion and reactivity. Real love, tough love, demands of us an inner steadiness and resolve that holds us firm when feelings are flying all over the place. Real love reminds us that the, the problems that can come from hardened hearts and toughened, stuck positions of thinking. Buddhist Pema Chodron encourages us all to watch out for these fixed positions when she writes, What I'm advocating here is something that requires courage. The courage to have a change of heart. And the reason this requires courage is because when we don't do The habitual thing, hardening our heart and holding tightly to certain views, then we're left with the underlying uneasiness that we were trying to get away from. Whenever there's a sense of threat, we harden. And if we don't harden what happens? We're left with the uneasiness. That's when the real journey of courage begins. This is the real work of the peacemakers of our world, to find the soft spot and the tenderness in that very uneasy place and stay with it. If we can stay with the soft spot and stay with the tender heart, then we are cultivating seeds of peace. What she's telling us there is that living with discomforting feelings and not hardening ourselves to avoid them, this is a courageous act. It may actually strengthen us even as we express our vulnerability. But of course, love in tough times requires discernment as well as courage. There are aspects of love that need us to say no, this is not right my boundaries are getting crossed here in ways that are not comfortable we may at times need to back away from loving relationships of all kinds not just the romance of the newlywed but the love of parents and children of all kinds of friendships and connections we do people no favors we do ourselves no favors if we allow relationships to cause us a discomfort that we know is wrong if our relatedness means that we hide aspects of ourselves or limit who we truly are in order to fit in with how we think we ought to be. We perhaps need to engage in relationship auditing from time to time to check how healthy our communication is. Are we slipping into habitual ways of being that have one or both of us be less than we truly are? nothing stays the same in this world the the person that you were in relation to me 10 years ago no longer exists i must get to know this new and ever changing you but oh isn't it easy to slip into ruts? if we just took a moment now to think about all the many relationships that we are involved with how many of those are stuck in ruts where we think we actually know how this person is and who they are. We think we know this other person, when in truth they're always going to be a bit of a mystery to us if we delve a bit deeper. Relationships come in all sorts of shapes and sizes we each of us have a relationship with ourselves and believe me that one could get a little rutted at times if we're not careful we have relationships with others we have relationships with our wider world and with the society in which we live i think in britain this week many of us are facing a collective shame about the fire that took so many lives a grenfell tower high-rise block just down the road from here Our church is sited in a borough that shows some of the great extremes in our society. I had a great list of, of figures and in the end I thought, no, this is not the day for them. Suffice to say that we have one of the highest average incomes and yet there is still such terrible, terrible poverty here. It's really worth looking up some of the figures because I think in a way this borough encapsulates some of what is increasingly developing in our society an ever-widening gap between rich and poor and this does not make for ease or health in relatedness. My hope is that in the weeks, the months, the years ahead in this particular relationship of our society and with one, with another we can shorten that gap move closer together, hear one another's stories more, and step forward into a better world than we have at this moment. Amen. We will all have had our um, moments of reaction uh, towards the, the news of the fire at the beginning of the week. Our minister uh, cliff reed in uh, ipswich described his shock at what he saw and i'm just going to read his piece i saw it dumbstruck on tv the night an unremarkable block of flats burned and was burned forever into our consciousness the night when people's homes remarkable and special, filled with smoke and were consumed by fire. The night when people choked in the smoke and fell to their deaths. I can't imagine the fear, the terror and I cannot imagine the devastation of loss and the desperation of not knowing. I can't imagine the courage it called forth and I can't find words to describe the grief. I can't do justice to the love in community, city, and country. Once again, we are called to believe and to know that we are one. And once again, we are called to act accordingly. Miserere. We'll now take a collection. I'm very aware that many of you will have given already, or that you're not in circumstances to give financially, so please always in this community don't feel you have to put money in the collection but if you can we're sending this money to the red cross appeal for the london relief fund we collected over 100 pounds yesterday and we'll have that (coughs) put together so let's go forth into the world through a door of hope for the future remembering these words Even if I knew that tomorrow the world would go to pieces, I would still plant my apple tree. Let's dream our dreams and let's work together to put them into action. Amen. Go well and blessed be.